And hi, folks. You are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. I'm Mike Morales here in sunny Southern California. That guy out there in his shower is Matt Metris in overcast remnants of a hurricane, Rochester, New York. Oh, that was Henri, isn't it? Was that Henri? Yes, with just uh, the very, very edges. It's just not really raining, just overcast and cloudy all day. Yeah, uh, uh, geez. Now, by, by the way, folks, you're probably watching this maybe in December if you're watching this at all, because <laughs> we're that far booked. Um, you know, I was thinking, Matt, that shower curtain, if you change that to green, you could use the green screen. You I could. could use, you could use it as a green well, screen. Just well, you'll see you can't see my shower curtain today, Mike, so I turned the camera well, on. You have it on the other side. It's, yeah, I, I do. There, but that's all right. That's okay. Not I, a big room. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's a, it's a small bathroom, folks. <laughs> no. yeah. um, today, Matt and I have, have a, a really interesting brand. I'm not sure if people have actually seen this out there. You can catch them on Instagram, okay? Go to your Instagram if you're following us on Instagram, if you're if you're one of those folks who are on social media, and and take a look at this this brand. This is called Blasphemous, and uh, it's it's blasphemous for a bunch of reasons. Okay, mm -hmm. number one reason is that it is coming from uh, the makers of Brujo Mezcal, which we will be tasting later on. We they were actually nice enough to to get us all the varietals, and if you folks are familiar with us, if you've been following us for a long time, Matt and I did the most awkward tasting of Brujo Mezcal ever. It's not one of our proud moments, but but we did it anyway, we, we, we powered through, and now we get to do the actual tasting of all their, all their expressions, but we're gonna do that later. This is coming from them, mm -hmm. and the reason this is blasphemous, it says it's, Handmade American agave spirit made in Tejas. Mm -hmm. That uh, is a little blasphemous. Specifically, South Tejas. Okay. Uh, it, this was great when um, uh, we had heard rumors last July uh, before I moved here uh, back to Southern California. Last year, and I lived in San Antonio for eight years. Um, last year, we had heard rumors that there had been a historic building that had been bought by someone that was going to plant agave and manufacture a true American agave spirit. I'm interested. If you fo if you followed us, I, I wrote the book, uh, Agave Spirits Around the World. There's a, a section, a chapter there having to do with American agave spirits, USA. And I go through the whole history of the border borderlands, which is huge. Uh, there's a whole uh untaught history concerning the borders and uh specifically the mexican people who lived on supposedly the texas side of the border i got news for you folks read that chapter because the border they didn't cross the border the border crossed them okay uh and and i go through the, all the whole history and and what comes out of what is going on in the borders and, and what's happening. So this is where Blasphemous comes in. Apparently this family has been, uh, has a history of making an agave spirit in what is now Texas, okay? So as usual, we're gonna, we're gonna taste the juice 
Then we're going to give you all the ins and outs, what we know, which is very little. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to give you as much information as possible. So uh, uh, just, again, for, for um, uh, transparency, I have broken the seal off of this prior to Matt and I meeting. Matt doesn't know that. So, uh, but Matt, I know. <laughs> Shocker, right? <laughs> there, and I'll get into why I did that. I normally don't have the time. I, I'm so inundated with what else we're doing. But I broke the seal, as you can see. It's a synthetic cork. It's one of the black ones that I think uh, even uh, oh, some mine's, of mine's uh, beige. <laughs> okay, that may play into a lot. Uh, okay, I am going to pour mine in a stasol jarrito. Now, when it says seven year, what it says, folks, is seven year agave. All right, this is not. This is not about a seven-year aged spirit. And I was surprised to find out that it is actually aged. Yeah, that's uh, not a color you would see in an unaged at all. No, no. And I have no idea. Do me a favor, Matt. Smell your cork. It's not too much to it. Okay, good. Definitely got uh, uh, some mezcal familiarity. Some of that smoke. Yeah, there's a little bit in, in the yeah. in the neck, but okay, good. I'm glad we cleared that up. All right, um, and and I'll be a little bit more specific later on. So I poured myself a much bigger pour than I normally do. Um, it's a beautiful color. I have no idea um, what it's being aged in. It's got a nice brassy copper color, though. It's mm. pretty. It's very dark. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for some legs and tears. Very, very thin on my end on the legs and tears. Yeah, mine too. And you know what? And I'm okay with that. I am really am all right with that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not looking for thick tears. I'm not looking for extra glycerin that doesn't belong there. Um, not that it's a bad thing. It is allowed by the CRT. It's a, a lot of rums do it. Uh, pretty much everybody in the in the outside of the agave spirits industry is doing it, and the agave spirits industry does it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you got a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Can you see it okay on my screen? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> It's 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 really pretty. I, I've got to say, I would love to know more about how long it's being aged. We don't know that. I have put that question to the folks at Blasphemous, and, and I have more information to clarify some of the things that that were a bit mysterious for us and and others who have uh, sampled this juice. It's it's beautiful. Nice legs and tears. Now it's starting to stream. It's reacting more, and it's and it's a bit more clingy now, Matt. I'm not sure if you're seeing that on your on your end. Yeah, I got a little bit. It's it's definitely I would say thickening up a little bit compared to how it started. Yeah, there you go. If you can see those ones, those are nice. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Matt. How many screens do you have, Matt? On your, on your... I, I have five. Five now. Jeez. <laughs> With Matt, it's like getting tattoos. You know, once you get one, he's got to have another. Just keep one. going. Yeah, you just keep yeah, going. Just keep going. Uh, pretty soon you'll be covered in screens. 
Yeah. Um, you'll just have a big wall. You ever, what was the what's the hotel in Vegas that's got that 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 big wall? I forget what it is. The last time I was in Vegas was over two three years ago, before pandemic, and I forget which hotel it was. I I think it's Bellagio. Hmm. Behind the behind the um, uh, the 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 front desk, the several front desks, they have a huge screen. And mm. they, they give you their commercials about who's going to be on stage and where and all that, all their properties. I think Bellagio's an MGM property. So, and that's what eventually you're going to have one of those screens where you just, we're just, you'll, you we won't see Matt coming out of that small room anymore. No, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> well, um, let's see what we smell, shall we? And I'm going to rely on your nose, Matt, primarily. Okay. Um, there's, there's a reason for that. Okay. okay. Wait, a fair, fair amount of ethanol up front. Is, do we know? Oh, it is 40. It is 40%. I just double yeah. checked that. Yeah, it's a, it's a. And I am using the wider mouth uh, mezcal glass. Oh, okay. I'm using the tequila glass. It's got a more narrower mouth. It is an 80 proof, so it's not. I will I will follow up with my my other stossel as well. I, I wasn't sure if the other two expressions are aged because sure. I haven't opened them. Uh, I just did the seven year. Again, it's seven year aged agave. All right, that's the plant that's been in the ground seven years, so it's a more mature agave. Uh, it is, um, and I'll tell you this now, just as we start to clarify a few things it is um a blend of espadine so it's a blend of espadine and uh patatorum from texas okay and i'll explain more about that how that works all right i'm not super familiar with patatorum what it would smell like i'm not picking up a lot of espadine i don't i'm not getting a lot of plant at all all right i'm going to be honest here i can't get any plant at all yeah uh, and I'll be honest, I'm, I'm going to be upfront with you folks because that's that's what we do. Um, I have a talcum powder smell that's very prominent throughout the juice. Are you getting that? Um, yeah, it could be. There's there's definitely smells that I can't place. There's aromas that that I'm not that we're not typically seeing in any type of agave spirit. Okay. Um, I haven't smelled talcum powder in quite some time. Frame <laughs> of reference. Let me let me take you back. The reason I'm going to do this is because, as we know, aromas are very much linked to memories. Okay, uh, the perfume industry knows that. There is one huge company, a perfume company, that has several uh, has several uh, locations throughout throughout the world. They're a global company. Um, and everything they influence everything from food to perfume to to agave spirits. Uh, as a matter of fact, they have a main office in Mexico City, and one of their biggest customers is the tequila industry. Small little factoid. Okay, now, so let me take you back. Remember when we were kids, and of course I'm a little bit older than you are, but when we were kids, we had to change our own inner tubes on our bikes. Okay, we didn't have those. We didn't have the the the, the tires that that you know that self-inflated, and you could you could run over nails and stuff. 
you know, and, and it would never go flat. When we were kids, we had, you know, Stingray bikes that were, that weren't, we didn't hop. I mean, the worst thing that we ever did was, you know, jump a ramp. That's all we ever did. Uh, or, or a, you know, a, a speed bump uh, and catch air. So, but, but, you know, when our tire went flat, we would buy inner tubes. And when you popped the inner tube open, it was covered in talcum powder. It was a mm-hmm. rubber, just rubber tube covered in talcum powder. And you would get that talcum powder smell, right? And we'd fill up the inner tube, stick it back in the tire, put it on your, you know, put it on your wheel, your spoke wheels, and go. Did you ever do that? Uh, I probably made my parents do it. I don't remember changing any. Yeah, I did. I, I watched <laughs> them do it, but you know, I I have bought my own tires in the past, and 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 when you pull it out, it's covered in talcum powder. Not no, not sure why, but that. So the smell of the rubber and the smell of the talcum powder is what I smell in this. Okay. But I don't know if you're getting that. I don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, I don't get that as much. I don't get the rubberiness. Honestly, the thing that's most prominent for me is is alcohol. Okay. All right. Um, let's let's dive in, shall we? Let's let's mm-hmm. if, since it's so one faceted and one sided, let's let's just see what we get. Okay. Starts off really thin. It takes a minute to uh, sort of open up in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I get nothing that I was expecting. I'm getting some residual, like apple pie spices. Uh, okay. I'm getting some vanilla. I'm definitely getting some tingling on the uh, outsides of my tongue. Yeah, sometimes that we um, would associate with the D word, uh, but I don't Oops. know. What do you think? Um, what I'm getting. Um, first of all, we don't know. We don't know what it's being aged in. We don't know how long it's being aged in. We don't know if it's aged seven years as well as a seven-year-old plant. We know it's a blend. We know it's blended, polished, and finished. In Texas, there is a distillery that they have uh, purchased a, a historic building. Uh, you can see it on their Instagram. They're not hiding anything. It, I mean, they're not hiding that. Um, I have had, and and Matt, your palate's a little wider than mine because you know you 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 work uh, you've worked behind the stick. You maybe have handled rums before, sherries. Uh, cognacs. I I can't say that I can. I, I can't say that th- this is even whiskey or scotch. Okay, I have on my palate. I am covered in baby powder rubber. Okay, that's what I'm getting now. On the retronasal, I got plant. I could taste it. It was there, but it was so faint that the only thing I can get right now, and even in my retronasal. Is that, and I don't like it. Um, I'm I'm picking up on the second pass, so I'm going to narrow in. I said apple pie spices, but it's specifically cinnamon. 
I'm getting right on the very front tip of my tongue. Okay. Cinnamon mixed with a little bit of orange. It's very Thanksgiving-y uh, reminiscent. Okay. Um, but it's still, it's, it's very, the mouthful feels very, especially thin. Um, and it takes a while, I feel like, for anything to build up as far as a flavor. <laughs> oh, lost mic. <laughs> okay. That kind of day. <laughs> I don't normally do this. I mean, um, I haven't in the last five years. We uh, all of our, all of our, the majority of our tasting uh, crew, our senior tasters, our, our TJs have been with us now for five years, folks. And prior to, prior to them, Alex and I would do many of these a night, and and you can't really even swallow those. You know, um, you try not to because one of us has to stay coherent. So, you know, the spit bucket is your friend. And I say that in my Catador course as well. Get a spit bucket. You're going to need it, especially if you're doing several of these at once. And when you're doing tastings uh, as a judge, everybody gets a spit bucket. And spit buckets are emptied as frequently as, um, as, as samples. Okay. Uh, the reason I had you smell your cork is because I was very surprised. Again, this is sipping off the cuff, folks. I know we're going to go a little over, but but you deserve to get this kind of information. It isn't. It's rare. It's rare that this happens anymore. But when synthetic corks first came out, I remember the dark ones and some of the lesser quality synthetic corks would leach into the mm. spirit and leave a residue. Sometimes it was just disintegration. Sometimes it was strictly rubber. I am severely getting baby powder and rubber. And it's like, an, it's like for those of you who are older, it's like that inner tube smell, okay? That's the only thing I can... If you don't know what that is, uh, I, go find yourself a, 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 an old bike shop and, and go in there and smell some of their rubber inner tubes. And they'll tell you, yeah, that's what it smells like. Um, at first I thought it was the, the paint they were using mm -hmm. to black mat the bottle was leaching into the product. Then when I pulled out the cork and I, like I said, I hadn't seen this in a long time. It's dark corks. I think, uh, Gay now has all, all synthetic corks and they went through several batches where some of them did leach into the product and you had to get them off the market. You don't have that. No, I have a very different cork. You, and that's the kind that we normally see now. It's a, it's a, it's a white cork. The black ones are not uncommon. It happens. It's okay. I mean, as long as it's not leaching into the product. So first, I thought it was the paint. Then I thought it was the rubber. It has to be the rubber. And I can't, I can't give a, a valid evaluation of this seven year because I feel that this is a tainted lot or a tainted bottle. Uh, I'm not sure who's in charge of selecting the the, the cork. Um, anyway, anyway, that's I, I can't. I, I only on the retronasal am I getting plant. I'm getting lip numbness. I'm getting I'm getting all the right signs. But even Matt is not not totally 
convinced, I guess for the seven year, right? Um, so let me let me just let me just be upfront and give you the information that we know. All right. Number one, um, uh, the, uh, the as you can see, they're they're positioning this brand as an American agave spirit. And they do have a working facility in South Texas, uh, Roma, Texas, I believe, is where mm -hmm. it's located. Um, I, I asked them a series of questions because none of this information is available to us, not on their deck, on their information deck. There is no POS. It's not on the bottle either. So here we go. Follow me here. Um, uh, they, and they've been forthcoming, but I've had to ask them these questions because it's just not there. Um, these are questions that Matt and I and people that people are becoming more and more educated and, and you know your customers at Selena are going to ask this question, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, uh, it, I said just to be, I asked him the question. The original juice from Oaxaca is being shipped in bulk to Roma, Texas. I'm assuming this is already double distilled and they said yes, that's correct. The finishing and polishing is done in your copper stills in Roma. The, the resulting agave spirits is technically a triple distilled, correct? Blasphemous, they answered, is a blend of Mexican agaves distilled in Mexico and from American, American agaves distilled in Roma, Texas, in a lesser amount. Okay, so it's primarily Espadín, and then they said they're using Patatorum. The distilled spirit that comes from Mexico is uh, finished in stainless steel tanks, uh, where we add the organic flavors and wood. Okay, that's a little, again, there's a, there's a little bit of a language barrier because I, I believe that they're primarily Spanish-speaking people there and they're translating in English, which I wish they would just send it to me in Spanish because I, I could do it a little bit easier. But anyway, that being said, what comes from American agave is produced and finished 100% at the distillery in Texas. Then both spirits are ready. We blend them together. So this is a blend. Not uncommon. It happens. It happens in the... You know what? Sherry invented it. The Solera method. It, you know, technically speaking, even in tequila, an extra añejo has to qualify if some of the juice is three years old and older. It doesn't have to say specifically that this is a seven-year-old single barrel, all right? It's up to them to give that information to the consumer, put that on the label, and make that a different type of extrañejo. So all we know in the tequila business is that the three, it's a, if it's extrañejo, if it's an XA, or superañejo as it is called uh, internationally, it's three years and up. It could be a blend of seven and five year. It could, and, and even in rum or sherry or, or whiskey, when they blend an older with a younger, they can take the older age and, call, and claim that it is that. Okay? So this is a, not a big deal for me. I don't know about you, Matt. Not a big no, deal. For me. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, you expect even in... in Non-tequilas we see in mezcals, we see blends all the time, and, and there, yeah. there's lots of great stuff out there. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, tequila, even mixed those, 70-30, uh, you know, 70-30 uh, uh, blue agave and 30% other sugars, and then depending on which brand we're talking about, this other sugars could be a specific other sugar, 
that is that is part of their recipe and that's cool too i'm good with that i'm all right i'm it's, it's all right um uh, the uh, let's see for the bulk of the still agave that we are producing in texas we intend to rely in the future exclusively with what is planted and sown on our land in fronton texas we are still def defining and mixing uh, the mixture of agave varietals varieties um, that we will harvest in our land so they're in the process of actually planting bringing older plants from their farms in Oaxaca you know they're they're trans they're they're doing all the physical labor and that's a mm -hmm. lot of okay mm -hmm. so they're moving uh, I, I asked them you're moving mature plants onto your property in Roma sounds like a lot of work yes they, they said yes it's still hard work but um, it is possible uh, although we are uh, struggling with some technical issues and and yeah there would be some logistical technical issues on what can be grown there how does it grow all all that stuff i mean the logistics on that i i don't even want to i don't even want to know um and 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 that's what we know so far okay that's that's pretty much the bulk of the information that we have um now i have when i first when i opened my sample uh before we did the tasting and i found out that it aged now i have a question what is this being aged in I, I'm going to do this one last time. I know, folks, we're, we're 25 minutes into this, but if I don't do this, it's going to drive me crazy. All right. I'm going to pour some in my hand. I'm going to diffuse it. You've seen Matt and I do this on, on a few occasions. Okay. Um, if you're still not sure, you know, if something funky is happening, I've done this before where sometimes the, the barrel that they're using has, has got mold in it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it happens. It's rare, but I'm getting all kinds of rubber. I'm getting synthetic. Mm. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, uh, fusel oil. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I would be okay with a with a mezcal that had that that had um, a smell that you know that were maybe at burning tires. But this isn't a burning tire. This is a this is a, a powdered. This is powdered, which leads me to believe that that it's tainted. I have a tainted bottle. I, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, I get I get more plant doing that. See, at least you're getting plants. I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. I I can't. Okay. Uh. Well, you know, is it sticky? Are you getting any stickiness? Yeah, it's a little bit residually well, sticky. Yeah, and that could be glycerin. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, uh, again, I don't know if this is artificially uh, colored, if that's the case, then they're using wood chips or, or not. Uh, I don't suspect that that's the case. Uh, I'm going to err on the side of caution and just give them the benefit of the doubt, but... That's what I got for the last seven year, and that's what I'm sticking to. Uh, so there you go, folks. That's our take on blasphemous seven year. If you've had it, if you've been one of the few who have been fortunate enough to see this, I, I don't think it's totally on the market yet. They're still in the research and development. Set, uh, hopefully, you know, they're trying to work the bugs out. 
Mm -hmm. uh, they're 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 on the verge of something. Their marketing is is slick, but but they need a little bit more transparency. Um, we'll go into more of the backstory. I'll, I'll tell you what more of that as we go through the the, the eleven and seventeen year. But as far as I'm concerned, that's our take on the seven year blasphemous. Stick with us, folks. This is going to get more and more interesting. Okay. Uh, you have been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. Um, please subscribe to us if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, if you see us on Facebook, follow us. Follow Matt on his Instagram as well. He just had took these stellar pictures of his trip to Arizona. Of course, mm -hmm. this could be December by the time you see this. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and don't forget to give us a like if you like this video. Great. Give us a like. Hit the notification bell. You know, if you give us a like, that's great because it helps us with the algorithm. I'm Mike Morales here in Southern California. That guy out there is Matt Metris in Rochester, New York. Whatever you do, folks, sip wisely. Tomar sabiente. Tomar sabiente. <laughs>